Ladies and gentlemen, standing by, Rey Mysterio, the returning Rey Mysterio. Rey, it is great to have you back. Can you give us an update on your condition? We understand you're feeling better, but when can we expect Thanks, to see you in the ring? Good looking out. The doctors say I should be clear to wrestle in a couple weeks. And I cannot wait to get back in the ring and do what I do best. The number one thing I'm going to do is fulfill my goal of becoming the WWE Cruiserweight Champion. That's the most important thing for me right now. Rey Mysterio ha sido campeón en todo el mundo. Y Rey Mysterio será campeón aquí en la WWR. In all honesty, Michael, I never thought I would be able to wrestle again when the Big Show put me on that stretcher. You know, as they shoved me in the ambulance, you know what went through my mind? Is that it for Rey Mysterio? Is my career over? My family? What's gonna happen to me? For the first time in my life, I felt scared. Well, Ray, honestly, we, we were scared for you and that leads me to, to my next question. Would you ever consider getting back into the ring with the big show. I don't know. Don't know. I don't I don't think I can answer that right now. Oh, oh. A minute. oh my god! The big show's got Mysterio! Where the hell's show taking Mysterio? Where are they going? Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A brain that smells fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the RA Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us SmackDown's newest superhero. And today it's time for the Jaunt to Judgment Day Part 2 as your boys Dave and CJ take a look at the episodes of SmackDown. Only three episodes, bear in mind, as we lead on to Judgment Day 2003. As always, I am Dave and joining me is CJ. Good afternoon to you. How are we doing? Yep, no, not so bad, mate. Really good. Good morning, indeed. Good morning. Oh, good morning, still in it. Jesus, this is an early one. Yeah, that's that's uh, quite quite quick for me because I'm uh, I'm, I'm I've literally just woke up about 15 minutes ago. Well, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to rumble. Ready to, ready, oh, ver, fucking look at the segue. Not only has he <laughs> only just been up 15 minutes, but he's segued beautifully because we are recording this two days shy of the first ever Women's Royal Rumble and um, quite a nice little pop and returns for various uh, divas of the day. Uh, right, before we touch into anything on the Royal Rumble, Tori Wilson, my good God, you couldn't wrestle back in 2003. What made you think you could do it again in 2018? Yeah, she's she was ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, I, I popped a little bit for when she did the, uh, the old X Factor. I thought that was, that's the only thing she did do. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Women's Royal Rumble was so much better than I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be. I, 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 it's, my my reaction was, oh god, men's Royal Rumble's on first. This is going to be shit. 
but they, they did it really well. They did it really well. We spoke about it beforehand, didn't we? We were saying how it, there's got to be a couple of botches in here. It's one of these where Botchamania could be filled their next episode of potentially these Royal Rumble spots. But they must have planned... Well, from what I've been reading as well, they have been planning it out quite a lot because Alicia Fox was obviously supposed to be in the Rumble and in the rehearsal, she um, practising her elimination, she broke her tailbone. And that's why oh, she had to got she got replaced by Kari Kari Singh Kari Singh whatever she is that Chinese yeah. girl who oh, fucked me that elbow wowzers yeah. wowzers like obviously so, as, as we discuss a lot I'm I kind of know of her to an extent through NXT and the women's tournament and stuff but wowzers seeing that elbow is that is that the first time you've seen her elbow first time properly I've seen oh, I've seen the highlight videos and stuff like that but the first time properly yeah. Yeah, they were originally they were going to take they were going to take it off her because Bailey was quite big at the time, so they were going to ask her to stop using it because Bailey was using it. But yeah, so Bailey, mate, she's 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 last last year's flavour, mate. Bailey. Oh, that, yeah. that's fully gone. And um, what about um, this year's new flavour? It seems Ron- the debut of Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Loved it, absolutely loved it. I loved the theme music; that was awesome, and I love the fact that she's reincarnated the hot rod um that is the jacket that she was wearing was hot rod's jacket that was uh that was given to her by his family so yeah rowdy ronda rousey um i'm i think she has the potential to be amazing um but i think that she would probably have to wear kind of mic skills i think that's one thing that but fair enough she's you know she's only been there like what two three days so she's got plenty of time to to practice that but she's a draw she's a massive draw she's gonna bring oh, in oh, so hell yeah, hell yeah. That, that's the thing she's a name um even though i kind of do agree with there is quite a lot of ex and current wwe talent that have come out um granted you don't know how much this is kayfabe how much isn't um saying that obviously the Everyone's supposed to be talking about Asuka winning the Rumble, it's the first woman's Rumble, but everyone's talking about Ronda Rousey. But end of the day, the way Vince will look at it is everyone's talking about my fucking shit. It yes. doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter who it is and what occasion and what event, as long as every single news article and news promotion and news outlet in the whole fucking world are talking about my company and every single person the day after the Rumble was talking about the Rumble. Granted yeah. it was for Ronda Rousey, but they were talking about the Rumble. The only the the only gripe I've got with Royal Rumbles, and I think I said this way back, is the fact that they're so predictable. You know who's going to win. Well, um, I, well, we we say it every year, and I think this is like the third or fourth year that we've said this, where two or three weeks leading up to the Rumble, we, we'll keep doing our little predictions, who we think will win, etc., etc. Uh, but maybe two weeks before the Rumble, every single year, Sky Bet, Paddy Power, which all these are betting promotions over in the UK, um, they always get it bang on. Bang on every single time, and they've been saying Nakamura. The irony is they've been saying Nakamura about a week after we recorded that yeah. episode, where me and you point blankly stated the fact that Nakamura was not going to win the rumble. Yeah, and the fun, the funny thing is, I, I was, I was, uh, I was rooting for Nakamura to win as well. When it was the last four, I was like, "Come on, Nakamura, please, please, fuck it. I don't want Roman Reigns to win, please." Uh, well, that was probably. I was thinking Cena was going to win it sort of, at one point. He kept. But thing is, we've seen it. He kept pointing to that WrestleMania sign. It's like he's desperate to get to WrestleMania. So I'm sick of people pointing at the fucking thing. Yeah. We know it's there. Stop fucking pointing at it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to 2003. I think. 
Now, before we jump into SmackDown, um, did you know that during this weekend, well, towards the end of the SmackDown's uh, Towards Judgment Day, the final weekend, uh, the WWE stars were over in the Europe, over in the Europe, over in Europe. More specifically, they were over in Sheffield. Oh. Would you like to hear the results of the house card of WWE's live event in Sheffield on the 11th of May 2003? Yes, please. So the report we have uh, is, is from the Lords of Pain dirt sheet website. Uh, it's by a kid called Richard Land. Uh, WWE house show results from Sheffield, England, May 11th, 2003 at the Hallam FM Arena. Jesus, it's not been called that in fucking years. No. Um, he says, just got back from the show. Here's what happened. Unfortunately, the arena was not full, but the crowd was still hot all night. Big Show defeated Chris Benoit. Cruiserweight champion Matt Hardy defeated Jamie Noble. Boo! After Shannon um, hit Noble with the Hardy Boys book and Matt hit the twist of fate. Uh, Sean O'Hare defeated Tajiri. A-Train defeated Brian Kendrick. WWE champion Brock Lesnar defeated John Cena, which was a pretty short match before the intermission. Which was a random time to put a main event caliber yeah. match on like that, to be fair. And then we had Tory Wilson, she defeated Nidia, uh, with Sable was the guest ring announcer, uh, which, fair enough. Um, apparently, towards the end of the match, um, it looked like Tory was going to hit Sable, but she decided to kiss her instead. Imagine young Michael in 2003 being in that crowd. Far. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in probably like a really random main event, Rikishi and Los Guerreros defeated the FBI. Uh, and after the match, Benoit and Tori Wilson came out and they all danced to like end of the show. How fucking random was that? Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> can you kind of you can understand why no one's there if that was the card that they kind of uh, promoted beforehand? No, Mr. America brought Lesnar and Cena on before break time. Like that's just a bit of a. It sounds like very much like uh, they can't. They couldn't be asked. Like they've come to Sheffield and thought, "Fuck it, let's put them on a little show, but let's not put too much effort into it." Yeah, but was kind of was that not the feeling we got from Rebellion? Uh, Rebellion. Yeah. Because there was only two or three that we saw that talent that you actually looked and actually were putting an effort in and um, and actually pulling their weight a little bit and looking like like you said look like they cared to be there. Yeah. Not, it's not just a holiday over into Europe. Well, to be fair, to be, if they've been staying in the Holiday Inn in the Royal Victoria in Sheffield, I, I won't blame them. To, I, I won't be asked if I stay in that fucking hotel. <laughs> well, that is to be fair. I, I always used to think that. Where actually, obviously, because you've got to think how many like hotels are quite close to the arena, but all the hotels that are close to the arena are fucking dives. Yeah, they, they stay at the Hilton. That's where they stay. All right, okay. In Sheffield, because uh, I used to work. Uh, at the Royal Victoria, Holiday Inn Royal Victoria in Sheffield, and they say that every year when they come, the cleaners, <laughs> of all people, the cleaners from the Holiday Inn run down to the uh, Hilton to go meet the, the wrestlers. I'll try and get the little autographs. Do you know I'd probably do exactly the same? Yeah, but I'd just break with weird that the cleaners do it. <laughs> just the cleaners. <laughs> and finally then, CJ, before we get back into... Um, Smackdowns as we lead on to Judgment Day Finally Sit down for this Get yourself comfortable Because he is on his way back The 10th of May 2003 In an OVW TV taping Mark Jindrak Lance Cade And Rene Dupree Defeated Farouk 
Bradshaw and Billy Gunn. Ah! Oh, Billy's coming back. He's on his way. Yes, I'm excited. It's about bloody time. So then, let's get on to the first episode of SmackDown since Backlash. And did you know, CJ, that this is the last set of SmackDown tapings with this current theme of The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson? What? Is it? It's time for a change. After Judgment Day, Jim Johnson takes over again. With, I think he's called like, I Want It All. It's quite, it's quite a kind of like a, a rocky, I kind of like it. I was listening to it earlier just to refresh myself. I kind of like it. I need to refresh my brain. Like, I can't remember. All I can think of is the beautiful people. That's all I can think. That ends after this TV tapings. Does that mean we get, do we get a new, new intro music then? Well, let's think about that. <laughs> <laughs> So it's the first episode of SmackDown then, it's the 1st of May. We are in the um, Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. And your commentators, as usual, are Michael Cole and that big orange machine, Taz. Uh, we open up with a look at Big Show attacking Rey Mysterio. And we get our opening match of Los Guerreros versus Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. And the Guerreros still have those stolen tiles. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero and uh, Chavo come out to the ring. But they're both wearing my favourite... Uh, green green trousers. Yes, but the, green I think trousers, that, the green trousers from Mania. Yeah, they are my favourite Guerreros Guerreros attire. Like, there's there's no other tights that they can wear that I'm super like. Just think they look great. Like the green ones are mint. Yeah, I don't know what it is about them. We we discussed this at Mania. I don't know what it is about a certain colour on the tag team or whatever, but it just it seems to work. It seems to work. Uh, yeah. Couple of moments from the match, uh, Eddie's top rope Hurricanrana gets a two on Matt, but three amigos are then broken up. Um, Shannon Mori throws Eddie into a fireman's carry, swinging neckbreaker from Matt for two. Uh, the referee finally tries to calm things down, allowing Charvo to hit Matt in the head with the belt, setting up the frog splash for the pin. Um, I suppose at least Matt Hardy didn't lose clean. Um, I, I'm, look, we keep saying week in week out with Matt Hardy when we do these and when we do the pay per views. I'm an advocate for this character, I really am, uh, and I just don't. It's he start getting the wind behind his belt. He's, he's not really done much ever since he became Cruiserweight Champion. No, not really. And and there's too much interference. Like, I'm sick of like people interfering all the time for him. I know he's meant to be a heel and everything, but it'd just be nice to see him just do it, get a clean win on his own. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but so a couple of notes from the match I had. The, they had an innovative, innovative double leg takedown into a leg bar uh, that the Los Guerreros did. I was impressed by that. Um, and then the, the the other move that I really really enjoyed was uh, the Samoan drop with a neck breaker that uh, Matt Hardy did um, or Eddie Guerrero I, I just can't remember but like it was uh, it was only it was like a move that you could only really do with like you with wrestling figures that's the only only you couldn't I could never have imagined anybody doing that move and I just thought I was really innovative I enjoyed that. Uh, and then we go backstage. Uh, Steph McMahon, um, she's pulled an Alex Ferguson. Now, this is one for our uh, UK listeners who are football fans. She's pulled off her own bebe. She's signed someone without ever seeing them play. She has <laughs> signed Mr. America. Excuse me, Stephanie. I don't mean to interrupt, but who is Mr. America? Well, Josh, I think you do mean to interrupt. But that certainly is the question on everyone's mind, isn't it? Just who is Mr. America? Well, the truth is, I don't know. See, I signed Mr. America sight unseen. Yeah, Mr. America, uh, going back to when I was a kid, K 
kayfabe, whatever. I had no clue this was Hulk Hogan before he came out. I, I don't know. think anybody did. I don't think no, anybody I did. did. I really don't. Cause I, I go. I would go back then. I don't even. I don't recall ever. It was just a new character. To be fair, I probably expected back then that it was going to probably be the return of like someone like the Patriot. Yeah. You know, someone, yeah. And basically, it was. It was <laughs> Hulk Hogan and Patriot here. Yeah, basically. Uh, Team Angle, they come in then to Stephanie's office and they demand their titles back. Uh, but Stephanie talks down to them for letting Los Guerreros take them away. We need to talk. The Guerreros, they're the problem. They stole our titles, and if we don't get them back, Kurt's going to be really, really mad. I mean, we're, we're the tag team champions. We need those belts. I know you're tag team champions. You definitely need your titles, but you shouldn't have let the Guerreros take them from you. I mean, that's what the Guerreros do. They lie, they cheat, they steal. You guys should know that better than anybody else, but I guess you had to learn your lesson the hard way. But listen, the Guerreros were in the wrong. Therefore, tonight, after your match, the Guerreros will be returning your tag titles to you. Thank you. Thank you. That is all we wanted. Thank you very much. But there's something I want. Because it seems the Guerreros aren't the only ones who cheat around here. Therefore, at Judgment Day, there will be a rematch of Team Angle versus the Guerreros for the Tag Team Championship. Why? And not only that, but the Tag Team title belts themselves will be suspended high above the ring because you will be facing the Guerreros in a ladder match. A ladder match? A ladder match? Good luck. You gotta be kidding. Uh, less than 30 seconds ago, yeah. She just signed someone without knowing who the fuck he is. And now that she's being fucking condescending, saying, oh, you let them take the titles away. Hang on, Steph, you're just fucking signing someone. But you don't fucking know who they are. <laughs> you could be signing anybody. Anybody. It could be, it could be, Gilbert could be in this fucking Mr. America get up. And then what yeah. do you do? Uh, anyway, Steph says it's a ladder match at Judgment Day between Las Guerreros and Team Angle. Fuck yes. Um, yeah. Smackdown for me, Smackdown's tag division over the last few months has kind of depleted, um, but we are getting a very, very good feud with two very good tag teams and throwing a couple of ladders as well. This should be a fucking epic match. Yeah. Always ladder, ladder matches with the word Guerrero in it. You just know it's going to be good. Definitely. And then throwing the athleticism of Benjamin and Haas as well. And you, you, yeah, this is a recipe for a very, very good match. Um, yeah. Stephanie, then, we see her leaving Mr. America's dressing room, uh, looking somewhere between, like, terrified and nearly crying. And then we get another promo for Mr. America, just in case you didn't know that Mr. America is coming. And then our next match, it is Big Show versus Funaki. So, brilliant businesswoman <laughs> Stephanie, knowing what happened to Ray, who's still in hospital mind, and then she books this match less than a week after the event. Maybe she... Yeah. Maybe she didn't see the post-match attack. No. <clears throat> basically, before the match, Big Show says that he's going to kill Funaki. He basically says that he's going to end the life of everyone's favourite ring announcer. Um, we get some early chops. They send Funaki outside uh, with Big Show throwing him all absolutely all over the place. Uh, back in, Show gets crotched but sets up, um, setting up like a little missile dropkick by Funaki onto the ribs. A tornado DDT on Show um, from Funaki gets a two. 
but Ilis Fanaki up for a choke slam, sits him back down. Instead, it's an absolute fucking demon clothesline to take <laughs> Fanaki's head off for the pinfall. So now he's stolen building Mock's gimmick then. He just comes out, it, it looks to do his finisher, and he just beats you up instead. Yeah. He, uh, Fun- Funaki, when he was coming down to the ring, he like, literally looked like a shitting dog. He was shaking like a shitting dog. He knew he was going to get... I think he legit knew he was going to get an ass pounding. Like, it's not... There's no way, like, a guy his size can go in the ring with someone like The Big Show and not t- feel any pain whatsoever. He can't. Obviously, somebody's told him the finish as well. So he said, yeah. Tanaki, Big Show, he's going to look like he's going to set you up for the choke slam, but he's not going to go for it instead. He's just going to clothesline you. Frank is like, yeah, yeah, no danger. Hang on, I'm walking to the ring thinking, hang on, I'm taking a fucking clothesline off that man. <laughs> <laughs> in this character. If it was like fucking New Year's baby Big Show, no danger. But this is evil fucking cruiserweight killing Big Show. Yeah. I'm, in- I'm interested to see where this leads, though. Well, to probably Big Show's Big Show versus the Cruiserweights. Yeah. So like nine on one. Uh, Stephanie, she looks a bit concerned when a production worker comes in to say that Vince McMahon is coming tonight. Uh, Big Show, then we see him glaring at various Cruiserweights until he runs into A-Train, who said he liked what he saw. Uh, but surely somebody has to stand up to these Cruiserweights. I wonder who that will be. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Cena, we get a rap about how he busted Lesnar open on Sunday and had him beat. Uh, but this brings out Brian Kendrick, of all people, uh, dressed like a rapper with a big clock around his neck. Uh, Kendrick says, uh, and I quote, his name is Spanky McBarrel Scrappings, dog. <laughs> you can call me Spanky, dog. And he says he has a rap for Cena, but he needs a beat. Cena tells Brian, Brian Ebner to give him a beat. Out fucking Yeah, he gives him breath. a bloody outstanding beat. Hey, give him a beat. Give him a beat? <laughs> referee Brian Hebner. Hey, hey, referee Hebner. He's from Richmond. What does he know about beats? Oh. All right. Hell is going on here. Bing. 
Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Cena, it looks a bit stunned as Kendrick raps about how Lesnar beat Cena on Sunday. Um, he, Kendrick's probably, better than Cena at rapping. He, Kendrick, he's, he got the flow. He did yeah. pick up the flow quite well. When I say Cena, you say That's it. Have we now? Is this, the, is this the official debut of Cena Sucks? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, did did Brian Kendrick start the Cena Sucks? John? People, Brian fucking Kendrick, <laughs> a trendsetter. And also a trendsetter. This is the first time ever after John Cena delivers an attitude adjustment. Uh, it is called the FU. Yeah, and that's, that means, like, for the kids listening, like, FU means fuck you. It, it took me a good ten years to realise that FU meant fuck you. I, well, I always, uh, the, I always do fondly remember back when I first clicked on that the STFU meant shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, fuck me, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it. STFU, shut the fuck up. I just thought it was an STF and then fuck up. Oh, God. That's amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, we then go backstage. Uh, the FBI, the shoot, dives with a production worker and hustles in before charging him for autographs. And up next it is Chris Benoit versus Johnny Stamboli. Uh, the match turns into what you'd expect and the FBI, they all jump in and start battering Benoit until Benoit's buddy Rhino makes the save. Go fucking to Stambol, uh, go to Nunzio, sorry, uh, slugging away at Palumbo as the match is thrown away. Um, and then we come back from the break, and let's keep it going, it's a tag match. So it is Benoit and Rhino versus the FBI. Uh, I keep stressing this, please start doing something else with Benoit. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, bit, he's a bit lost on Smackdown at the moment, isn't he? Well, it's, I, I don't get, I just don't understand. Um, obviously, they, they get the victory, um, but I, I don't know. Benoit, he's, Benoit's he's, always he's strong. Yeah, but he's Benoit. always looking strong. And Rhino's, Rhino's with Rhino. Rhino's looking strong as well. They, they, in every match that they're in, they always seem to come out looking strong, even in the tournament, the number one tournament, when they were fighting against together. Benoit is lost without Kurt Angle. He's lost without Edge. And he's lost without Chris Jericho. Ruined, yeah, injuries have absolutely savaged the career of Benoit at the minute. Other yeah. people's injuries. He's gonna. He's trying to carry other people in his matches, but like to be fair, in the next two weeks, he does get some pretty decent matches, and uh, he puts on a good show. I, I, I was I was quite shocked to see the matches. Like when you look at it on paper, you're like fuck, really? That's amazing. No, yeah, definitely. But I I, I don't know what it is. I, I want to see. I, the, the problem is though, SmackDown's roster at the minute is quite depleted because of injuries, and we spoke about this before. What more is there for Benoit to do? Yeah, exactly. Unless, unless he has a feud with A-Train, or you know, there's not that many of a spare, or a feud with Rikishi or something, do you know what I mean? But there's not that many spare wrestlers kicking about for him to get involved in. No. I don't know why they can't thrust him into the main event. Yeah, well, yeah the, the, there is that. There is that. I, but there's, obviously, at the minute, your main event is a bit odd on SmackDown, because you've got Lesnar... Uh, Obviously, Lesnar's come off still a champion, but Cena's now still chasing Lesnar, it seems. Um, obviously, Lesnar, as we're going to just about go into, has got other things on his hands. So, it's it, yeah, but why not have Benoit involved in, with Cena somewhere? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> well, anyway, we go backstage again. A nervous Stephanie, she calls Vince and tells him not to bother coming to the show tonight. And, and as she's talking, Lesnar arrives despite supposedly having the night off. And we get a video of Kurt Angle, just in case, again, you forgot who he was. 
Uh, Lesnar, he comes out. He is here to save the cruiserweights. Uh, Brock, he says he had a heck of a fight with Cena at Backlash, but now he's looking for another fight. And that would be the big show. Who Lesnar saw he bullying Ray at Backlash. Uh, and if show wants to pick on people that small because they have more heart, why not come try to bully Brock Lesnar? Show comes out and says that he'll fight Lesnar, but only if the title is on the line. And Brock says, bring it on. And seems to agree, but Big Show leaves anyway. So it does look like, is that going to be our title match for Judgment Day? Big Show, yet again, getting a chance against Brock Lesnar. And then we get another Mr. America video. This is getting fucking ridiculous now. <laughs> Who's he going to be? <laughs> Mr. America is coming again. I'm sick of this shit. Now, they are hyping this. Hype. Now, you're in the arena, yeah? You're in this arena right now. And you're sat watching all these promo videos. Obviously, what we're seeing at home, they'll be seeing on the Titantron. And you're thinking, who oh, fuck, fuck me backwards? Who is this guy? They're bigging this guy up. And then fucking Hogan comes out. Like, I, uh, you would be a little bit annoyed. I was. I was. You'd a little bit. Me. As much as you're popping, because granted, it's the return of Hogan. But come on. It's, it's, you're, it's probably the last person I would have ever thought it would have been. Yeah. I was like, it's Mr. Uh, it's. Oh, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan's back. Uh, but where's Mr. Is it, oh, what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Next then, it's Team Angle versus John Walters and Aaron Stevens. Recognise anybody there? Damien Sandow. Yeah, man. Um, I'm a bit Sandow. And uh, John Walters, he would go on to be Ring of Honor's pure champion. Oh. I uh, it means, not, means nothing to me. I don't really watch it. Right. It's nothing to me, really, as well. Um, obviously, as, as you'd expect, uh, Team Angle got the victory. Um, and after the match, they demand their titles back. Uh, so we're all Guerreros to return the belts. But then they steal <laughs> Angle's medals off the frame picture after returning the titles. So hand with one and take away with the other. Guerrero's going to return the gold. Oh, Stephanie McMahon said Los uh, Guerreros should do that. I'm sure the Guerreros will. Charlie and Shelton, ahora levantos locos. Look, man, me and Chavito, we just came out here to tell you that uh, what we did was wrong. Look, look, look. Bro, we, we really, really feel bad about this. I mean, Chavito, we're sorry. I mean, we feel horrible, right? We feel very, very bad. See? We're sorry, man. We're going to also make a promise to you in the sense that we promise never to steal anything of yours again. It's true. It's true. There you go. Well, that's great. That's good. Eddie and Chavo being great sports here. No doubt about it. Team Angle don't trust Los Guerreros. Of course, they're hot. You know, Eddie and Chavo realize that they have a rematch for those titles at Judgment Day in a ladder match. Good, Cole Dell. Eddie and Chavo, this is great. Look at this, Cole. Great like Team Angle. Oh, the Guerreros return the title to the yeah, end. Yeah, that's old where it belongs. It's 
Of course. Yeah. Talk about it. Oh, I'm glad all's happy in the Angle family. Oh, they didn't win the champions team this. Great to be with us. Well, they are indeed the tag team champions, but it's cut our music. Cut our music. Hey, Los Guerreros. Take a good look at these titles, because you'll never wear them again. You see, we're going to beat you in the ladder match, just like we beat you at Backlash. And why? Because we are WWE Tag Team Champions. Orleases, you may be the WWE Tag Team Champions, but I'll tell you something I bet you didn't know. Uncle Eddie and I are Olympic gold medalists. What? Olympic gold medalists? Mexico? We are home. What, really? what are they talking about? See? What the? You're Kurt Angle's gold medals. What? I don't think Shelton knows. Shelton, look. Oh, what the hell? Put it on me. Put it on me. Viva la raza. Eddie and Chavo just stole Kurt Angle's gold medals. I love that. Love the Guerreros. Just back and forth. Keep stealing everything. Like Team Angle keep thinking they've got one up on them, and then Guerreros get always at the last laugh. No, absolutely brilliant, brilliant. Um, and then we go backstage to Sable hitting on Tori, who wasn't. Who she's not interested this week, it seems. Uh, we get a little bit of an innuendo as uh, Sable threatens to have Tori beaten down again if she doesn't give her what she wants. Oh. And then it is time for Tori Wilson and Sable versus Dawn Marie and Nidia in a match of how many fucking divas can you get who can't wrestle in a ring at one time. <laughs> probably Nidia is probably the only person that you can look out of this and actually think that she is. Yeah, man. Like, it's, uh, I love the fact that they're ignoring the fact that Dawn Marie is Tori Wilson's ex ex. Yeah, that's forgot. They seem to have forgotten some sister's stepmom. They seem to have forgot about that. Yeah, and Dawn Marie for me is just not doing it. Like she's not looking as hot as she used to either. I, I don't think she's that hot. When you look at Tori and Sable together, like well, you just that's like what uh, the, the death of a husband can do to you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, she just, just like looks, you know what I mean? it's Al, Al yeah. meant a lot to her as we all saw. Bit haggard. Mm, Still would though. But. <laughs> uh, so the match itself, uh, Dawn, she hits something like some form of Vader bomb onto uh, the legs, but a second attempt only hits the Matt Sable. She won't tag though, as Tori, uh, she taps into a half crab with Dawn making it look more like a disarmor on the leg than anything else. It was really of a clusterfuck of a submission move. Um, now, who would have guessed though that this match would have been terrible? Now, I'm not saying that there was everything that I saw in that match was a clusterfuck from that half crab that turned into like basically a fucking armbar to the leg. Uh, <laughs> but look what you've got, as we just said 10 seconds ago. Look, look what you've got. Who can not expect, if you're booking these four in a match, how can you not expect it to be fucking shite? That's, that, that is the product that WWE are producing in 2003 for SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> shit. Horseshit. It's time for Piper's Pit. Uh, Roddy makes fun of Chris Jericho for mocking Piper's weight. When Piper loses weight, he'll call Jericho. When Jericho gets some talent, give him a call. Ooh. Oh, bitchy. <laughs> I like it. Um, after praising Sean O'Hare, who's in the ring with him for winning the backlash, 
Piper calls out Mr. America, who is, of course, Hulk Hogan under a mask. And Roddy Piper is absolutely beside himself. It's like, Piper is fully fucking adamant that, why, why can you not see that it's Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Mr. America! Here we go, here we go! just once but if you ever badmouth this country of America 
I'll be more than happy, brother, to kick your ass from sea to shining sea, dude. <laughs> because I am freedom, I am justice, and I am liberty for all. Well, just um, just a, a really quick side note. I was uh, when I was watching the the wrestling. I was uh, I had a I had the SmackDown on, and I had the wife was watching, even though she doesn't like watching. Um, I had Hulk Hogan, well, Mr. America was on the TV screen, and I just said to Mary, I said, Mary, who's that? Who's that person there? And she she said Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> even somebody who doesn't even like wrestling. No, but I think that was, that was supposed was, to be the joke itself, wasn't it? That's, this is supposed to be the joke where we all know it's Hogan, but no one can t- say it's Hogan. Yeah, I, think, I, I think, quite like I like, I love it. Yeah, whoever thought of that was genius. Absolutely. Uh, Roddy Piper, he accuses Mr. America of being Hogan, but America thinks that's ridiculous, brother dude. Uh, America threatens to beat him from sea to shining sea, but he is not Hulk Hogan. This brings out Vince with the biggest fucking eyes you've seen on him this side of an Austin segment. I am not Hulk Hogan, brother. Bullock! Oh, oh, no Whoa! Mr. McMahon is not pleased. Mr. McMahon said, Hulk Hogan, hold! Put Hulk Hogan on the shelf! If this is Mr. America, Cole. Right. Okay, just gonna point that out. How dare you! How dare you, Hogan! suspended you indefinitely. I ordered you to go home and stay at home for the duration of your contract, Hogan. I did it for a number of reasons. I did it because I wanted you to rot. And I did it because I don't want these Hulkamaniacs to ever, to ever have the opportunity to cheer for you ever again. with you. Yeah, you know what that American institution is, Hogan? I'm going to send you home with a big fat lawsuit, Hogan. You've breached your contract, brother Hulk Hogan. Now get the hell out of here. You know something, Vince McMahon? 
it sounds like Hulk Hogan gave you a serious case of brain damage when he kicked your ass at WrestleMania. I am not Hulk Hogan, brother. I am Mr. America. <laughs> Just ask all these American maniacs. American maniacs? He's got a ring to it, Cole. All right, look. Insulting my intelligence, and that's one thing I won't stand for at all. Listen, Hulk. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Wait just a minute. You're right. I can. You're right. You're not Hulk Hogan. No, no, you're not Hulk Hogan. You are. You're Mr. America. That, that, that's right. You're Mr. America. So, uh, I'm sure that Mr. America has just signed a contract here in World Wrestling Entertainment. And uh, since I'm the chairman of World Wrestling Entertainment, then Mr. America, I want you to read my lips. You're fired. Now get the hell out of here, Hogan. You're fired. brother because I didn't sign with you I signed with Stephanie McMahon uh oh and I signed with Stephanie McMahon and Iron Con you know something Vince I signed with Stephanie McMahon an ironclad contract that says Mr. America can't be fired Mr. America can't be suspended, so I'm here to stay, brother. Oh! Wow! And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And one more thing, McMahon. God bless America! I'm going to prove right here, right now, that you are Hulk Hogan. And you know the way I'm going to do it? I'm going to rip that mask right off your face. Or maybe I should say, maybe I should say, we're going to rip that mask off your face. Wait a minute, brothers. Just wait a minute, brothers. Don't do anything stupid. 
But let me ask you a question first. One question that's never been asked. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the 24-inch Patriots run wild on you? Oh, Mr. America knocks Piper down, but O'Hare's on the attack. O'Hare's got Mr. America strapped and Mr. McMahon. Oh, Elbo, and oh, Mr. America clocks McMahon. The chairman's down. Mr. McMahon got dropped by Mr. America. Uh, Vince yells about the whole thing and says Hogan is suspended, so he's going home again, this time with a lawsuit. Vince, you're insulting my intelligence, and that's something I just won't stand for at all. Mr. America is fired, and that won't work because of a clause in his contract saying that he can't be fired or suspended. Fucking Stephanie, she signed someone to a contract without seeing him, and he can't be fucking fired! <laughs> Imagine what? that, if like, a football what? team signed something like that. <laughs> Signing forever, and it can, no matter who shit it is, it can never be fired. Uh, Vince panics, and we get a God bless America from Mr. America to start a weak USA chant. Uh, that's fine with Vince, who goes for the mask, but America cleans out and bails. Pyro and Confetti come down with Piper covering a down Vince for some reason to end the show. Uh, now, this is the idea I kind of get right. It's, it, do you know if this was like a one-off joke? Now, yeah. think about back to the daylight with... Heavy machinery where it was always the, you knew who was under the mask, but you ne they never showed you. And with Juan Cena, you know, granted that was only a house show thing over the weekend because to cover up Cena p supposedly being fired from WWE through the Nexus. But this is like SmackDown's biggest angle. Yeah. This is SmackDown's biggest angle. And I'm just, and please tell me that we are not setting up to Ogan versus Piper <laughs> again. <laughs> I think we are. Unfortunately. Now, I'd, I'd be down for Hogan versus McMahon again, because that Mania match was sick. The thing is, though, the, the great thing is, these guys were going in, like, were full steam ahead in the 80s. And this is 2003, and they're both showing that it doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you can tell a good story, it doesn't really matter how shit the match is going to be. But yeah, to me, it, was, it wasn't a bad episode of SmackDown. Uh, but yeah, Mr. America's here and he's now main event in fucking SmackDown. And it's it's interesting though, it, keeps, it makes you the best bit about any episode of any wrestling show is if the, the closing show shows you something that makes you want to watch the next week, then go with it. And I'm, I want to watch, I wanted to watch what happened next. Definitely, definitely. So, shall we get on then to next week? Yeah, boy. So we are Smackdown week two. It's the 8th of May at the Halifax, Nova Scotia Arena in Canada of all places. The two counts are coming. I can feel it. We're going to get, we're going to get you screwed, Brett Chance, all fucking night. I can't. I, I love it when WWE comes to Canada. Just love it. Because they, they are, as JR, Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler would always say, they are like, it's backwards land. Bizarre world. It. I love it. <laughs> So, we uh, open the show, Vince and Stephanie are talking about Hogan's contract backstage, and uh, Vin Vince says then he wants to talk to Hogan via satellite. So the reason why he wants to talk to Hulk Hogan via satellite is to prove that Hulk Hogan and Mr. America can't be in the same arena at the same time on the same day. Without further ado, 
live via satellite in his home in Tampa, Florida, I give you Hulk Hogan. Well, so uh, Hulk, how is Mr. America and uh, how are you these days? Never mind. I think I know one and the same, but oh, please. Come on, guys. Why did you risk your financial security? Why did you risk everything that you have by showing up on SmackDown as Mr. America last week? Why? Well, you know, I don't know what you're talking about, Vince. I admit, I don't enjoy just sitting around the house collecting a paycheck. Because the one thing I love to do more than anything else, brother, is to go out there and perform in front of all of my Hulkamaniacs, dude. But there is one thing, Vince. Because of you, my friend, in my heart and in my soul, I feel like I do have a big old dose of leprosy. I'm dying right here sitting at home. Uh, I, I feel badly for you, Hulk. Badly. Well, you know something? Maybe one day I will get a chance to return to action. And maybe I'll get a chance to team up with Mr. America, brother. Wait a minute. Yeah, and one thing else. I really enjoyed watching Mr. America kick your ass last week. Just as much as I enjoyed kicking your ass at WrestleMania, dude. So, you intend to keep up this charade as Mr. America? This is no charade, Vince. This is no charade. I hope someday that I could meet Mr. America and shake his hand, brother, one great American to another. And I will admit, there are some physical similarities between us. I mean, we both have big blonde mustaches. We both have some physical similarities. I mean, we're about the same size, brother. I will admit that uh, my pythons are a couple inches bigger than his, dude. And I could see how people might get confused. Hulk Hogan, Mr. America, kind of looks similar, brother, but I'm a lot bigger than him and a lot better looking, brother. Well, well, uh, since you're 3,000 miles away in Tampa, Florida, I've got a suggestion so we can clear up all this confusion. And uh, that suggestion would be, why not see Mr. America right here tonight in Halifax, Nova Scotia? What's, what's the matter, Hogan? Are you afraid Mr. America wouldn't be welcomed here in Canada? Or is it just because Mr. America and Hogan are one and the same? Well, to quote one great American, George Washington, I cannot tell a lie, brother. There is a good chance that Mr. America just might show up there tonight, dude. I doubt that very seriously. Uh, nonetheless, George Washington was an old fool, and I would suggest you too, Hogan, will be foolish to continue the charade because if and when 
if and when Mr. America ever shows his ugly face again, I will rip the mask right off his face and expose you for who you are, Hogan. So what you gonna do, Hogan? What you gonna do when Vincent Kennedy McMahon rips the red, white, and blue off of you and destroys you? What you gonna do? Well, Mr. McMahon is hell-bent on exposing to the world that Mr. America and that man Hulk Hogan are one and the same. So, Vince talks to Hogan via satellite, and I love the fact that they put Hogan's book just just on the second shelf. Yeah, to make uh, it look like it's his house. Just to make it look like he's exactly <laughs> in uh, where it is, Florida. Um, and he's just basically, Hulk Hogan says, look, look, brother, I'm in, I'm in Florida. I'm not in America. I'm not where you are in Canada. Blah blah blah. And uh, Vincent Man's like, he seems, he seems like he's bought it, and he, and he seems pretty happy. Uh, what I liked as well towards the end of that segment, you got the uh, U screw bread chant started up, um, with Michael Cole actually saying that means Bret Hart. Uh, nice one, Cole. Just in case nobody fucking knew. Uh, and Vince turned around and said, "You're right. I did, and I'll screw every one of you if you just give me the chance." I love the fact that they were referencing Bret Hart. Yeah. Because well, I thought like he was like they didn't want to acknowledge him. If you think there has been a couple of times where we have covered the dirt sheets of the last couple of months, and there has been the odd little droplet of they're trying to get Brett to come back. So, well, what, 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 in 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 2003, what could Bret Hart do? Uh, very, very, very little, I imagine. Yeah, he very, couldn't very still couldn't wrestle then, could he? Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I, cause I know during I'm sure it was the early 2000s that he had the was it the the stroke. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know obviously at what point during the early 2000s it was the stroke. Uh, so his potential, there must be something that he could do with the rumours being that they want to bring him back. Mm. So say, I'd, I'd love to find out, let's get some dirt sheets on that. Yeah, definitely. Well, we, we'll, we'll dig into it and we'll bring it up again in Judgment Day. Um, so, uh, Mr. America is actually in the building. So we've come back from the break and now we find out that Mr. America is actually in the building. So Hulk Hogan is in Florida and Mr. America is in Canada. It's not the real, it's not the same person then, obviously. No, it can't be. Obviously. How, how can it be? Smoke and mirrors, it can't be. Uh, so the next match is Viva La Razza, the uh, Los Guerreros with the gold medals from last week versus Matitude, v V1, Crash Holly and Shannon Moore. So the match gets straight in. Matt Hardy gets a busted lip for his efforts. Eddie Guerrero towards the end goes for a uh, frog splash, but he misses it. And uh, Matt Hardy goes for a leg drop, and he does a leg drop across the back of the neck of uh, Eddie Guerrero. And then he does a side effect, which I thought was absolutely awesome. So he, does, he goes for a side effect, and then he reverses it into an un underarm spin into a roll. Uh, Team Angle get their medals back. And then we cut to Mr. America, who is backstage walking behind some equipment. <laughs> So, so we go backstage and we've got Big Show. He's with the FBI for some reason when you see production guys carrying some piece of equipment and as they walk by, a good-sized guy in a blue mask can be seen just poking away. So we know full, we are now fully aware Mr. America is in Canada, Hulk Hogan's in Florida. What's happening? So we go back to some in-ring action. Spanky comes out to his awesome entrance music. Out comes Noble. Cena is watching the match backstage. Quick little match between Jamie Noble and Spanky. Spanky got in some great offense, I think. And so, like, I'm really impressed the fact that they're giving Spanky a little bit of a push. 
they let him beat Jamie Noble with a slice bread number two. And it's, which is a great finisher as well. Like these two, yeah. it was that, as cruiserweight matches go, and we've said that before. Jamie Noble can hang with anybody in the cruiserweight. Um, as cruiserweight match because Jamie Noble plays the the rough and ready, powerful cruiserweight that the, he can beat down the, the little fast paced guy. And the little fast paced guy can get the win with all his flippy do moves and etc. Um, but these two could be tearing it down for the cruiserweights. But instead, you've got like Matt Hardy, who's your champion at the minute, who's stuck as some mid card jobber who's who's losing every fucking week and. It's the cruiserweight championship needs to leave Matt Hardy and go to back to the cruiserweights. Yeah, I think Rey Mysterio needs to hold it. Hundred percent. Yeah, when he comes back. Um, Cena is backstage after watching the match, and he looks really pissed off that Spanky's got a win. Um, he's just annoyed. And then out of nowhere, we pan to the right of the screen, and Mister America is stood. Right next to John Cena. John Cena and can't believe his eyes. He's, he's, like, his reaction is priceless. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. He's like, yeah, but you're... Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so we'll cut, cut back to some uh, promos. We get a reminder of what Big Show did to Rey Mysterio at Backlash. So they're really pushing uh, what Big Show did to Rey Mysterio. It all sort of fits together, really, if you think about it, uh, with the uh, what Big Show... like. Everything has a start to an end and everything has a meaning. No, definitely. Definitely. That's what we always say about SmackDown. Uh, We cut backstage. Brock Lesnar is with Stephanie McMahon. And Brock says his title match with the Big Show will be a stretcher match. Then we're we're backstage again. Funaki tells Mr. McMahon he's, he's seen Mr. America. Mr. McMahon tells him to make him a coffee and he'll watch backstage. Yeah, little, little tad of... Racism there by Vince again, and we love it. We've not seen racist pins pop up for a bit. You got something to say? Say it. Uh, yes. I'm going to watch Mr. America. He, he's getting out of the ring right now. <laughs> You're going to watch Mr. America, and he's going his way to the ring right yes. now, right? Yes. <laughs> right. No, it's not Mr. America. That's an imposter walking around backstage here tonight. It's not Mr. America because Hulk Hogan is in Tampa, Florida. Now pour me a cup of coffee. Uh, uh, Right, right. Smash the little button down there. Uh, Mash the button down, down. Like that's it. That's good. Now stirry, stirry coffee. That's it. Yeah, now then. Okay, thank you very much. You've done some constructive today. You can take off, okay? I'm going to go watch this on television myself. Yeah? Yeah, great. Not bad for Canadian coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make me a coffee, damn it. <laughs> and then out comes Mr. America to a massive pop. Massive pop. Massive. Like the Canadians love Hogan. We saw it at WrestleMania X8, uh, and we're seeing it again now. Like that for some reason, I don't know why. Like Hulk Hogan is like the ultimate patriot for American wrestlers, but Canada seems to absolutely adore Hogan. Adore him, definitely. So Hogan comes out and he tells everybody he's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm not Hulk Hogan, brother. Uh, Mr. Man then comes down and he, uh, he 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 says he's one way or another he's going to prove Mr. America you are Hulk Hogan and I'm going to prove it to the whole world. They have again a bit of a confrontation, and uh, Mr. McMahon comes down, low blows Hogan, and tries to take his mask off. 
while Steph McMahon's in the ring, Mr. America gets out and shoves Vince into Stephanie McMahon. Now Stephanie McMahon is out cold, and then Mr. America lays out Mr. McMahon, and then Mr. America carries out Stephanie McMahon, being a good a good hero. Now, did you notice, though, at the start, where we saw Vince and Stephanie were watching from that little small office? Now, did you notice that the furniture in there looked very fucking similar to the furniture that Austin and Bischoff were using from their segments in Raw? Even the plant was the same. Now, this takes me back to what we were discussed on last episode about they, they, they do carry they must carry the same fucking furniture they have got a movable office that they take with them to every fucking arena whether that be raw or smack now well yeah they're gonna save some money i suppose i don't know i mean it costs a lot of money for them to just keep buying a new sofa every episode yeah, but surely like some of these arenas should be able to like yeah maybe i was thinking maybe they could provide them with the furniture but why would have like Sheffield Arena have just like a, a leather set kicking around that they can just loan to Vince every time they come round? <laughs> yeah, Vince, just put your feet up, have a cup of tea. <laughs> uh, so Steph is backstage. We got we got backstage. Steph is there, and Vince McMahon is looking for Mr. America, completely oblivious to the fact that Steph McMahon is laid out on a sofa with ice on her head. Getting medical attention, Vince storms in. She blames him for the injuries, and of course, Vince ignores her and freaks out and yells about Hogan. <laughs> Yeah, Vince McMahon is like, he's literally like a dog. Concerning dad of the year, Vince McMahon. He's a rabid dog looking for a bone. He's, man, he's, he's going, this Vince McMahon at the moment for me is amazing. This is, this is the Vince I like to see, a nasty heel Vince McMahon that, ah, oh, yeah, he's just, Vince McMahon is, he's, he's shit as a face. I hate face McMahon. Yeah, I, I, face McMahon annoys the shit out of me, yeah. Um, so... We cut to the ring. Sable comes out to watch Tori versus Dawn Marie, <laughs> her ex-mother-in-law. Oh, so they get in, they have a little scrap, and uh, we get a quick win with a sunset flip from Tori to Tori to uh, Dawn Marie. That, that literally was it. They yeah. had a, in they less had a than a minute. Flat. It was less yeah. than a minute. That was the thing. It was they do a cat fight, sunset flip, match over. It was, but this, I think this was purely there because obviously then Sable comes out, challenges Tori to a bikini contest at Judgment Day. Tori unzips her gear to reveal a bra, which, um, yeah, works for me. Um, considering like Tori's currently in Playboy and her entrance video is mainly in bikinis, I'm not sure why someone is going to pay to see her in another swimsuit, but yeah, I'm all fucking down for it. Judgment Day, we're getting bikini contest, Sable versus Tori Wilson. Yeah, and as much as Sable is annoying, she has got a cracking body on her. Oh, she's paid for it well. Jeez. Some money well spent there. <laughs> so, we get another promo for Kurt Angle this time, just to remind everybody that he will be coming back eventually. But watching it back, I sort of wish, now that I know after watching the WWE 24 of Kurt Angle, because he discusses this, this time period. It like far too quickly, yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of wish now, not knowing... This is the great thing about the network, you know, knowing, knowing what happened at this time. He talks about it in 2017 and says, you know, I came back too early. And if that, if he had come back maybe six, seven months later, maybe today, right now, Kurt Angle would be still wrestling in a WWE ring. Definitely. He said, I think he will still get a match at Mania, though. I think that's on the cards. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, 100% you'd like to think so, especially with how they, they easily pushed him back into the card. I know, obviously, because of illness and etc., they needed bodies, but 
Um, if they had that much faith in him, then I'm sure with enough build and enough time to get your body in that 100% position to put on the best he... Because it's Kurt Angle in the day, and you know that he'd be disappointed if he couldn't put on the best he wanted to do. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm all down for it. If it's one more match, and if it's at Mania, book correctly, and Kurt Angle's fit, let's go for it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see some Kurt Angle. I, I admit, I, I, the last two appearances from him have been a bit shit, to be honest. So I want to see yeah. him... I want to see Kurt Angle, granted we probably won't get Pyro, but it's Mania, so you never know, but I want to see full Kurt Angle, full get up, war machine, do you know, submission machine Kurt Angle, I want to see all that shit, I want to yeah. see Kurt Angle fucking rip through somebody. Yeah. I want him to be a heel, Kurt Angle heel, is, Kurt Angle face is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Kurt Angle is better as a cocky heel. So... Back to the in-ring action. Outcome Team Angle with their gold medals. So they've got their gold medals back and Kurt Angle's picture. And outcome Rikishi and Tajiri. Now you can. T- I think at this point you can really tell Rikishi's career is winding down. Oh, 100%. I think he's literally just there to put over the newer talent. No, no, definitely. And, w- and to be fair, he's still quite the name in, to an extent. So get, getting and it's not just the name. He's got. A lot of fucking a ton of shit ton of experience. Yeah. yeah. So working with Rikishi, he's one of the one of the more veterans to work with. He's perfect for a lot of the young talent. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. It was three years prior to what we're doing now that Rikishi was main eventing, um, getting chucked off a cell. But it's it's you wouldn't even think that was the same Rikishi in 2003. Oh, not at all. Not at all. And this again though, it was just what we're seeing every week with Team Angle. It was a short match. Um, it was less than five minutes, I'd probably say. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just it was just another match in a, in a depleted tag team division that's only got two solid teams. Um, and then obviously at the end, Los Guerreros come out and they steal the picture and the gold medals. Okay, so we come back and uh, Spanky is on commentary and out comes a doctor of thug- thugonomics, John Cena. And he promises to rip the nose off the rhinoceros and make him need a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's about to get better and better every week. Yo, yo, yo. So tonight, John Cena's got to fight a rhinoceros. I'll rip his crotch out and make him see a gynecologist. You're half man and half beast. Is that supposed to impress me? Man, my fist will swell your face. You'll be the white Dizzy Gillespie. I bet you fans think Rhino's gonna give me the gore. I'll beat his ass so sore, it's like he did a prison tour. (laughs) Yo, this is Thugonomics. I excel beyond sports. He rocks a horn on his head, I rock a horn in my shorts. And to that kid Spanky, imitating my flows, I'm glad I broke his nose and ripped off his freaking clothes. He had the whole crowd chanting, Cena sucks. You think I do? Well, F you, because I just don't give up. And John Cena just doesn't give a hook. <laughs> Full impact match from something you'd expect from John Cena and Rhino. Full on impact, beating the crap out of each other. Then uh, Spanky gets in and distracts Cena and Rhino wins the match. 
Then at the end of it, Rhino goes for a spear on Cena, well, a gore, sorry, on Cena on the outside of the ring. And uh, Cena quickly moves out of the way and Rhino smacks his knee right on the corner of the steel steps. And then Cena just fucks off really quickly. <laughs> I would too. Cena's like getting the straight the fuck out of there. Yeah. Then we cut backstage. FBI. Uh, we got Nunzio. He's with uh, Brock Lesnar. And Nunzio saying to Brock Lesnar, you need to give me some respect. Uh, God, <laughs> he's got some balls, old Nunzio, doing that to Brock Lesnar. To hit Brock Lesnar, uh, he's got some bollocks. So, yeah, he basically, Nunzio turns, Brock Lesnar walks away, Nunzio goes behind him and slaps Lesnar really hard on the back and then, like, runs off like a little kid. Lesnar's like, son of a... And then runs after him and then they lock Lesnar into a room and then they uh, put, like, a, a big... It's like something out of a cartoon. You get like a big... Barricading it with a forklift. Yeah. They barricade with a forklift and put a wooden plank just to make sure he can't <laughs> get out. Just to make sure. <laughs> um, big Show is now going to be accompanied by A-Train against Benoit. So it's Chris Benoit versus Big Show and A-Train. But A-Train's technically not in the match, but he really is. Uh, so Benoit gets some offence in only to be bear-hugged <laughs> by, by the Big Show. And the bear-hug is uh, the most boring move I, I could imagine anybody ever doing. But that, what else can a big guy do, really? Um, but Benoit gets an offence here, gets some more offence in, with a flying headbutt, and this time he actually looks like a flying goat. He look, literally looks like a flying goat. So you can see where, you know, Daniel Bryan got a lot of his... how he, he was inspired by, because so, loads of Daniel Bryan's arsenal is very similar to Benoit's here in 2003. So Benoit locks in a crossface on the Big Show and then A-Train gets knocked off the apron trying to interfere and then Big Show wins with a choke slam, and then he does a second choke slam to uh, Chris Benoit. Hmm, I smell a, uh, a Brock Lesnar incoming. Do you, do you Dave? Um, I quite enjoyed the um, Big Show with his stretcher that had all the little names on it, um, but it seems like, yeah, the... I don't know. It's another weird one. We were asking in the last episode for Benoit to be more involved. Uh, but it's was it acceptable enough him beating Benoit with a bit of help uh, to build him up to take the title away from Lesnar? Right. That's, that's my concern, really. Because why does Big Show need help to beat Benoit? Yeah, that's 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 what I, I, I get from these, 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 these last two episodes. I've been getting this. I've been thinking, hold on. You're meant to be challenging. The only thing that he's got at the minute, the Big Show, is the fact that he's fat and he can't get him on the stretcher. That's that's the only thing. The only concern of the commentators. Taz's major concern is can't get him on the stretcher because he's too fat. But that's the only thing he's got in his in his in his favour. That's it. And then, as you said, uh, you smell an incoming saver of the uh, superhero of the cruiserweights as Brock Lesnar comes down to make the save, uh, only to take a beating of his own to end the fucking episode of SmackDown. The only thing I would have done better in the whole of that main event, I would have liked to have seen how Brock Lesnar got out of that, that war. I would, sort of like Brock you know, like with Brock, Brock, I would have liked to have seen how he got out, just like when we did Braun Strowman, how we do backstage segments with him. Similar to that. But yeah, good show. I enjoyed it. Big show's got a bit of, got, an, got one up on Lesnar. It was the, the, the very Mr. America, Mr. America and Lesnar heavy, Lesnar Big Show heavy at the minute. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's that was my only. It was that was a cracking episode of SmackDown, 
But my only concern, not displeasure from it more really, was that how Mr. America focused it was. But it was more humorous this week, where last week it was a bit more serious about he's coming and we don't know who it is. This week it was a bit more funny with uh, him being in the TV, t- uh, TV uh, camera in Florida, but then also being in the arena, coming out in the arena. Yeah, this has had a bit more humour to it, I think, this week. Yeah. So then, shall we get on then to the final episode of SmackDown as we lead on to Judgment Day 2003. The 15th of May, we're at the Mariner Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Your commentators, as always, Michael Cohen has. Vince McMahon, he opens things up and he says he's sure who Mr. America is. No one could possibly question the fact that Mr. America is Hulk Hogan. After pausing for the what chance, Vince complains about Hogan getting two checks, which would likely be signed by Vince himself, making me wonder who he signs Mr. America's checks to. Mmm. That is a good, a, good, a good thought, actually. If he's signing two checks, then who, who are you signing? What's the bank account details of Mr. America? Because surely no bank, the Bank of America have not opened up. He's walked in with masks and said, oh, good afternoon, brother. Uh, I'd like to open up a, a savings account for my WWE paychecks coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem, sir. Uh, welcome, welcome to the Bank of America. Uh, what can I take your name? Yeah, first name, Mr. Second name, America, brother. <laughs> Just walk to the fucking Nat West. Yeah, no problem. Oh, come in this way, Mr. America. Sit down. So what's your first name? Mr. All right. Floor, right floor. Uh, we see a clip of uh, Mr. America knocking Vince into Stephanie. Uh, through, though Vince, he blames her as, as just a, for just as much, to be fair. He, he really has no sympathy for his daughter. He's more focused on killing Mr. America. Sinister. He's not, <laughs> not going to deal with Hogan himself, though, because we're having an open contract at Judgment Day, and someone's getting to deal with Hogan themselves. I smell Piper. But Q, uh, the FBI of all people, with Nunzio offering his services to deal with Mr. America. Uh, they'll, uh, they'll go talk about it over coffee while Palumbo has a match. Um, for me, it was quite a, a long storyline, uh, a long segment, sorry, to start the episode. I love the video of the whacking. They, whack, they whacked like four people. I love that. We need to get that on the Facebook page. That was I really enjoyed the whacking video. I, I, I am quite enjoying the FBI. Yeah, like they, I could see them fighting the Shield. <laughs> taking out the shields, whacking them all. <laughs> one by one, just taking them out. Yeah. Um, so it looks like then, so we are building towards, I imagine, uh, Vince, as I said, Vince or Roddy Piper versus Mr. America. I can't see um, the FBI being chosen as the ones to take the, uh, take the, the mask away from Mr. America. Jones just got whacked. 
The ball begins the assault on Benoit. The full-blooded Italians, they're a pack of thugs, man. Oh! It's about the beatdown that he's got. Well, what about the power of Johnny the Bull? The FBI has laid waste to yet another superstar. Oh, bro. I understand you're the WWE World Champion. But still, you gotta start showing some respect around here. You suck. Oh, uh oh Mother. Well, that was not smart, Nunzio. Hey! Oh, boy. Trap! So, guys. Just for this episode alone, every time you hear a ding, that is every time a super kick has been landed in this episode of SmackDown. And I want you to count how many dings there actually are, uh, because this is we it's moan about it. Heavy. <laughs> yeah, we, we we moan about it in 2018, saying that you know everybody used the super kick too much. But this is ridiculous here in, in this episode. We lead on then to our first match: it's Chuck Palumbo and Rikishi. Um, a super kick uh, gives Palumbo the two, only to have Rikishi's version of the super kick knock him into the corner. Uh, Johnny breaks up the stink face and gets pulled inside, allowing Palumbo to, Palumbo to hit a second super kick in just over three minutes for the victory. Um, that was going back to what you said at the start. That was straight away, first match, three of them. Three super kicks. Now you just keep you keep counting. And then we see Tori Wilson. She comes out to show us one bikini that she's considering for Sunday. As usual, she looks hot as fuck. Uh, but I still, like I said last time, I'm not quite sure why people would want to pay to see her that we already see her in every single week and on a Titantron and in fucking Playboy. Yeah. Uh, we get a sneak peek, though, um, with the blue bikini. F fucking wow. Oh, fucking hell yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm, all, I'm, I'm an advocate for it, but I don't understand how you're trying to hype a pay-per-view with this. Speaking of a, a better part of the show, let's... Speaking of certainly, I mean, sure, I don't know, I hope she's not wearing a show. Oh. Challenge of Judgment Day! Silk Road, big fan of the Silk Road! Alright, um, so everybody's been asking me what bikini I will be wearing this Sunday at Judgment Day. And, well, I've been looking at a few different options. Would you guys like to see one of them? I thought you might say that. <laughs> little sneak peek for Judgment Day. Oh, uh, well, uh, I don't know how little, but uh, speak for yourself, Cole. This might be a big peek. Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Tremendous. It feels like a Judgment Day. Well, you know what? Oh, my God. This Sunday, I think I'll be wearing something a lot more revealing. A lot more revealing? Oh, I agree. I agree that this should be more revealing. That's not revealing enough. Yeah, but what's Sable going to wear Sunday? I don't know, but that was hot. I can't wait till Sunday. Oh, man. Uh, Stephanie, she's admiring two sets of flowers. Uh, one red, one red and yellow, and the other one red and white. When Vince comes in, he says he would have gotten Mr. America's mask off last week if not for her screwing up. She accepts it, so he accepts her apology. She says she's not apologizing, though, because she's gotten flowers from Hogan and America. Stephanie is leaving because Vince has everything under control tonight. 
Um, Vince then he goes on to break both bars. He's so fucking pissed off with him. He's such a good heel. He's so good at being a heel. Hey, Steph. Hey, Dad. How you doing? Hi. Look, I just want to uh, set the record straight between you and me. All that stuff that happened last week. Nasty bruise. Um, I just want to, you know, I know you feel badly because you bungled that whole thing. I would have taken Hogan's mask off if it hadn't been for you. I know it, but I just want to let you know that uh, I accept your apology. Okay? I know. You accept my apology, Dad? Well, yeah. Because, you know, it's funny after what you said out there. I can't believe I thought this, but I thought that these roses were actually an apology from you to me. But they're not. See, Dad, these red and yellow roses, well, they're actually from Hulk Hogan. See, Hulk was watching SmackDown last week and wanted to make sure I was okay. And these red and white roses with the blue ribbon? Well, they're actually roses of apology from Mr. America. Two different men sent me two different bouquets of flowers, Dad. Is that right? Is that right? Well, looks like you've got everything in control here tonight, Dad. I'll leave you No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait just a minute now. Oh, oh, and one more thing. Thank you for accepting my apology. And then we get another clip of Rey Mysterio being injured at Backlash. It is literally, we get Smackdown at the minute. It's a few matches. Segments involving Hogan, America, and McMahon. And then videos of Mr. America is coming. Kurt Angle is on his way back eventually. And did you know Rey Mysterio got injured at some point last week? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's back for an interview tonight, which is all well and good. So the return of Rey. And we get a match for the Cruiserweight title. It is Matt Hardy finally defending the title against Tajiri. Uh, Matt, who thinks Tajiri weighs too much to be a cruiserweight, he should fucking look in the mirror. Uh, <laughs> he, he says that he can eat more sushi than him. Uh, he's defending with Shannon Moore and crashing his corner. Uh, the match itself, it was a decent-ish uh, cruiserweight match. I don't know what you'd say. Uh, well, it was. Uh, I was impressed with the way that Tajiri kept like bouncing around the ring, doing his uh, flips and sort of like the 2003 version of Ricochet. I love the fact that he does those... Was he? he does like a front flip into the ropes and then bounces back off of him. No, definitely. His handspring elbow. I, I always like his, um, how quick he is with like, his rapid-fire strikes and his elbows and his, his, his kicks. He's, he's always been so fast. Um, towards the end of the match, he gets uh, Matt in the tarantula, but Crash breaks it up. And it's time for the twist of fate to retain the title. Um, which, as much as I do enjoy Matt Hardy winning, um, and I keep saying that I'm sick of him losing, I would like him to lose the title and let's get it back in the Cruiserweight division. Yeah. Uh, Matty says that he has the attributes to take care of Mr. America uh, because obviously that story is now fucking invading the Cruiserweight division. Um, Eddie Guerrero wearing the gold medal. Uh, he's talking to the frame Kurt Angle picture and talks about Charvo being injured in the match overseas. 
there's no reason to worry though because he's Latino. He he put he even puts a moustache and beard on Angle's face. So <laughs> it is breaking news. Then Charvo over in the European Tour has been legitimately injured and will be out of the uh, tag team match at Judgment Day. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, he got injured overseas in, in the UK. Mm. But have no fear. Spoiler alert: Tajiri is here. Stephanie then she runs into Mr. America as she's leaving and asks him to thank Hogan for him. She even throws a kiss, uh, a little kiss on the cheek. So, is Stephanie aware then that Mr. That Mr. America is Hulk Hogan? Or does she think that Mr. America and Hulk Hogan are mates? Ah! Mr. America's in the house! Where are you going? Dad's got the show. No, my eye's fine, but listen, Mr. America, I just wanted to thank you so much for the beautiful flowers. It really meant a lot to me. You're welcome. Oh, and one more thing. Please thank Hulk Hogan for me. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm lost with this. The whole the whole Stephen Man Hulk Hogan and Mr. America saga. It's like is she getting tapped by both of them or what? I, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Well, she's got flowers for them both, so they're both trying to groom her at the same time. This is some. It's messed up. Uh, John Cena versus Chris Benoit is our next match. Uh, Cena says he wants to face Mr. America, so it's now fucking invading John Cena's life. <laughs> But I do get, I suppose, the match I did ask for last week. I wanted Benoit to leave the FBI alone and get involved in uh, with someone like John Cena. But guess what? Towards the end of the match, the FBI cue them to run in to distract Benoit so Cena can knock him to the outside, earn himself a quick ejection. Uh, back from the break, Cena holding the chin lock and getting two off the shoulder. Um, Cena stomps on the legs, gets sent into the middle buckle off the, off the uh, drop toe hold. But Nunzio runs in. Uh, Benoit gets rid of him in a hurry, reverses the FU into a crossface, only to have Johnny the Bull come in for the DQ in such a clusterfuck of an ending. Yeah. Um, I'm so annoyed that every match so far we've had as well, there's been interference. It was pretty, yeah. It was, Can it we was, not just like them let them get on with it? And it was probably the better done. match we've had this week, to be fair. But yeah. what was with all the interference? It's just a clusterfuck. Fuck off, FBI. Go and fight the Shield. I was really impressed with how John Cena got in so much offence on the arm as well. He was getting quite technical. See, well, I've I've said Cena can wrestle. Yeah. Cena can wrestle. It was and it was a, it was a good wrestling match. Yeah. And you've got to think about it on a piece of paper, Brock Lesnar, uh, John Cena versus Chris Benoit. That's an awesome match. Yeah. So pro- I'd say probably the best match uh, so far that we've that was probably been on the whole of the SmackDowns because it's been two guys that can go. And I've said this, 2003 Cena can go. Um, towards, obviously, the end, uh, FBI, they're beating down um, Benoit until Rhino and Spanky come into our Benoit clean house. Uh, so, Spanky, is he going to be getting involved now? With Is Cena and Spanky going to be a long-term thing? Oh, my God. I don't know. I think... I'm trying to figure out why, why they've got Spanky and Cena involved with each other and the only reason I can think about it is they've got nothing else better to do they've got nothing else better to do exactly and then it's time for the Piper's Pit with Sean O'Hare backing Piper again uh, Piper talks about the contract because this is the biggest story in the fucking world at the moment uh, some people want to collect the bounty of their careers and some people want to do it to suck up to Vince well Piper is going to do it because he hates Hulk Hogan <laughs> this brings out Mr. America who hands the flag to a guy in the front row, which sounds like a fucking plot. 
the America then um, gets why Piper's issues with Hogan because he remembers Hogan beating Piper up when he was a kid, which was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Um, he's cool with the match with Piper because I guess Mr. America gets to decide who collects bounties on him. Uh, Piper says Hogan has never been beaten by him one, two, three. Uh, and he goes on a rant about the kid waving the flag. Sean goes outside to deal with the kid, allowing Piper to jump America from behind. Uh, America fights back, but Sean makes the save, only to have the fan jump the barricade, prevent the mask from being taken off. A spear takes the fan down, and as Piper's choking away, it goes to yank the leg off this kid. Now, this kid has an artificial leg. This freaks Piper out. Sean O'Hare looks at him like, I ain't fucking having no part of this. Runs away. <laughs> this child is one Zach Gowan. Yeah. The debut, where, do you, where did they find Zach Gowan? The, well, he was uh, an independent wrestler. Tenacious Z was his name on the independent circuit. So he was known uh, within the wrestling world during this time. Oh, right. Did they just think, oh, we need a one-legged wrestler, or like, or did they? Yeah, I suppose, that I always remember at the time. I, I, this is Zach Gowan era is an era I remember fondly, and it literally is a, oh, we've got a one-legged wrestler, and it, it blew me away. And as we're going to see, not to spoil too much, Zach Gowan fucking he's amazing. Yeah. The stuff that kid can do with one leg, and we'll go into it. I say a bit more further down line when he starts having matches, but what he can do with one leg is fucking outstanding. Yeah, the um, the segment itself though is really good segment. I thought it was played out really well, and the fans were really pissed off at Piper and Shauna Hare. And not only did they beat up a kid who was sticking up for his country and his hero, but they beat up a handicapped kid who was sticking up for his country and hero. <laughs> yeah. It's Proper nuclear hero. nuclear heat done right. Proper hero. And, and, and I just love the reactions at the end. After it was just like the, the look of Shauna Hare looking at Piper like, oh shit, 
<laughs> oh, right, there's, there's things like, Sean O'Hare is, yeah, treat on your wife, no danger, do what, all that, all that, all that um, you already know, but I, I don't need to tell you, but pull off a, a handicapped uh, fake leg, or I, I, I ain't getting involved in that shit. No. Who would? Who <laughs> would? Um, so then we move on, it's Shelton Benjamin versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Eddie has the picture of Angle and comes out in a sombrero. Uh, Shelton takes Eddie down and yells a lot before hitting a forearm to the face. Uh, a chin lock slows things down, but Eddie is right back in with the middle rope hurricanrana. Um, one hell of a powerbomb uh, plants Eddie for two, uh, but also he, this kind of kickstarts his comeback with a couple of drop kicks. Right hands in the corner sets up the rolling suplexes, but here's Charlie Haas with a ladder and the distraction lets Shelton hit the super kick for the pin. It's totally different finish to the opener, to be fair. This one had a ladder, you see. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> this, that was basically it. Eddie fights them both off and he busts the picture over Shelton's head. Um, but it's... I'd, I'm kind Great of glad, I'm glad that without Charvo, um, this, they did make Eddie look too weak. Yeah. I thought it was great salad from Shelton Benjamin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Had, like a paper-thin piece of cardboard over the head and made it look like he'd just been hit with a piece of concrete. That's brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, we go backstage of Piper and O'Hare. They haven't moved when Vince comes back. Um, he buys Sean caring about what happened, but Piper doesn't care at all. Um, that's just what Vince wants, though, and why he's facing Hogan on Sunday. So they're actually going there, and Vince has confirmed it. They're saying Piper is better than John Cena, the Cruiserweight Champion, and his minions, or the FBI, and they're saying that Roddy Piper is going against Mr. America to end fucking... The Alliance to end America. Woo! <laughs> we get a... Um, I don't know if you... Sh they showed this on the network. Uh, we got the Miss Elizabeth, uh, Miss Elizabeth sorry, piece from Confidential. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, obviously, as we discussed on the Raw episode when she passed away... Uh, we kind of got a couple of uh, snippets of WB guys talking about, um, and obviously it was from the confidential episode, uh, going into a little bit more detail about the Miss Elizabeth death. Uh, and then it's time for the Rey Mysterio interview. Um, he says he'll be back in a couple of weeks and he wants the Cruiserweight title. Um, he didn't think he'd be able to wrestle again, and he wondered if that was it when he was just laying there in the ambulance. Uh, Ray isn't sure about ever facing the Big Show again, and then Big Show fucking kidnaps him. <laughs> just gra the way he picks him up though, man. He just fucking grabs him, grabs him like a child. Uh, he brings Ray out to the ring while carrying the backboard in the other hand. Uh, Ray tries to fight back and manages a 619 only to get caught though in something like a Samoan drop extent move. Uh, but Lesnar, the fucking saviour of the cruiserweights, he comes out to save Ray from a chokeslam and beats Showdown uh, with the board. The F5 connects, but Taz sees a problem. Show is too big to be put on a stretcher. How will Brock survive? Um, Ray adds in with a bulldog to drop show and then hides behind Brock to end the fucking show. The look in the eyes of the champion and the monster, the big show, heading into a brutal, barbaric stretcher match. Wait a minute! A bulldog from Mysterio! Revenge for Rey Mysterio! This all started at Backlash! with Rey Mysterio at the center of the storm. It is Colombo's full circle. Sunday, Brock Lesnar hopes to end it at Judgment Day in a stretcher match with the big show for the WWE title. Cole, I'm telling you right now, one more time I'll I agree with Taz. How will Brock survive? What is he gonna do? Smackdown goes off the air, Gabe's confused. How will Brock get Big Show on a stretcher? There's only one way to find out. 
Google it. <laughs> um, so then, so that's SmackDown. Yeah. Overall thoughts. We've uh, we've done Raw now. Uh, we've done SmackDown. We've completed our jaunt. Uh, up next would will be Judgment Day. Uh, overall thoughts. Uh, months worth of TV. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed SmackDown more than Raw, and you can tell that just by the card for Judgment Day. Like, I, think, I think that's it. We, we, I said we briefly touched on the, uh, the Raw side of the card, or the Raw portion of the card, uh, in the last episode, but let's quickly go through it again. So, um, the card in, to in total, you've got John Cena and the FBI going against Chris Benoit, Rhino and Spanky. You've got La Resistance going against Scott Steiner and Test. You've got Eddie Guerrero and, as we've said, Tajiri replacing the injured Chavo. Uh, in a ladder match for the WWE tag, SmackDown Tag Team titles against Team Angle of Charlie Ass and Shelton Benjamin. Um, you've got the Battle Royal for the vacant IC title over on Raw. You've got Tory Wilson against Sable in a bikini, bikini challenge. And you've got Mr. America against Roddy Piper in the fucking match that matters above all else. Uh, and then you've also got Nash against Triple H for the World Heavyweight title. Boo! You've got Jazz against Jacqueline, Trish and Victoria in a Boo. fatal four-way for the Women's uh, Championship. And you've got Brock Lesnar versus Big Show in a stretcher match for Boo. the WWE title. That's quite a fucking packed card. Yeah, it is, but everything that's on Raw is dismal. Apart apart from the, 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 the mini rumble, that's it. That, yeah, that is it. That is absolutely it. But I think we'll leave it there for this episode. Um, I'm sick of talking about Rose and Smackdowns. I'm ready for Judgment Day. Um, so we'll leave it there. Uh, as always, Christian, thank you very much. If you want to tell people where they can find us on all forms of social media. Yep, you can find us on Facebook. That's RA Error Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. That's at RA Error Podcast. And we've also got a website. That's www.raerrorpodcast.com. Until next time, I've been Dave, that's been CJ. Peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. I'm playing the spell sphere, I smell a lot, my competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, my success, stress, I want it all, no less. Come on. 